and welcome to the End Time Show for our End Time Bible Prophecy Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be dealing with the coming alien deception, Genesis 6, Fallen Angels and Demons, Part 2. Now, in Part 1, we gave more of an introduction. Um, that was called the coming alien deception, demons, fallen angels, ETs. We discussed a little bit of UFOs. We discussed some of the messages that they bring that is very um, anti-Christ, very anti-Judeo-Christian beliefs. And um, some of the top experts have to say about um, ETs are quote unquote, supposedly extraterrestrials aren't coming from distant planets that they may be indigenous. Um, this part will primarily be, again, we'll be dealing with the origin of demons and fallen angels and how this may very well play a big significant part in the great deception, um, which also to that second Thessalonians um, chapter two, Paul talks about a strong delusion and where mankind will be deceived by these wicked, evil beings. Now, we know current society, what's been pretty much popular is ancient astronauts, um, the History Channel, they run a series in regards to ancient astronauts. But one of the main authors who made ancient astronauts very popular, um, guy by the name of Zachariah Sinchin, uh, who wrote a book called The Twelfth Planet. And Sinchin, pretty much in his books, he gave the explanation for human origins were involving ancient astronauts. And he also attributed that creation of the ancient Sumerian culture of the Anunnaki, which he stated was a race of extraterrestrials from a planet beyond Neptune called Nibiru. Um, and he asserted that Sumerian mythology suggested that the hypothetical planet of Nibiru is allegated 3,600 year long um, orbit around the sun. So Sension had became very popular in this belief um, that the Anunnaki had came down and gave mankind all the Sumerian um, civilization, all this knowledge with mathematics and other things and all. And um, he claims that extraterrestrials um, played a part in the creation of mankind. Um, I pretty much not going to go so much deeply into that, but I will put down in the description a link from Dr. Michael Heiser, which does a good job of debunking um, Sentience um, writings. Um, also too on that link, it will give you certain tools and resources that you can look up Sumerian words and all to search this stuff out for yourself, that website is sentioniswrong.com. But again, I will put that in the description. So I want to go ahead and get into, um, we're seeing that these UFO sightings are becoming more um, prevalent. Uh, we know several weeks ago that the U.S. Pentagon had confirmed uh, UFO sightings and other things that are going on. So it's becoming more prevalent um, in society. But we have to go to 
Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. This is Jesus on the Mount Olivet, and he's talking to his disciples. And Jesus states this, he says, but as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. So Jesus is giving us a picture of a, or a warning, or he's speaking prophetically that towards the end of the age or the end of the world, of this world system, that you will see a comeback of the same things that were going on in the days of Noah um, will take place in the future and which we see in the very near future. So I want to go into a little bit more of the word. Um, we can go over to Genesis chapter 6 and we're going to lay down the foundation because Genesis chapter 6 talks about how these son of the sons of God, which were watchers, our, our angels had came down and it began to cohabitate with women. Now, what sentient and what the what the teachings of ancient astronauts just say that um, these ancient astronauts had cohabitated with some of these women and they passed on some of the knowledge and off and, you know, they came from a distant planet. But we proved in uh, part one that these beings are interdimensional. They're not coming from a far off um, from a far off galaxy to, to Earth, visiting Earth, um, just by some of the messages that they state. Um, that's very occultic, very um, Eastern religious types of uh, philosophies and all that they bring and just other things that can be confirmed that it's definitely rooted in the occult and definitely um, sinister. Um, Genesis, chapter six, and we're going to read verses one through five. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives, all which they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit should not always strive with man for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days and also that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were old and men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of men or man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So we're going to give more of a background into what occurred in Genesis chapter six, the origins of these fallen angels. They begin to cohabitate with um human women, they took them on as wives and they begin to have children. Um, Book of Jude touches up on that, how these angels left their first estate 
they begin to go after strange flesh, which um, these celestial started um, having relationship with terrestrial um, beings and the byproduct of that was having um, giants. But we're gonna look at the book of Enoch and I just want to say uh, one of the early um, Christian writers, Tertullian said in um, Idolatry in his book or his writings on Idolatry 4, he said, Enoch taught that demons and spirits of the apostate angels turn everything pure into idolatry. So we can see that in Genesis chapter six, verse five, how men became their imaginations and everything they were, God saw that the wickedness of men was so great and the imaginations of thoughts of evil was just a continuous process. It, it was just nonstop that they were very wicked. So we want to get into this because um, what Sension tries to say is that this was extraterrestrials, um, even his lack of knowing ancient languages and other things and all. He said that the Nephilim were ones who came down on fiery rockets and several other things that have been utterly misinterpreted and a misconception of people who are into, into ancient astronauts um, and to reading that there's really nothing behind that that can really stand with research and the um, anthropological things and languages and other things that take place. So when we look at Enoch 6, this is talking about how these 200 angels, these watchers had came, um, they descended down upon Mount Hermon uh, Mount Hermon is the same uh, mount that when Jesus goes and he's asking the disciples, uh, who do men say that I am? And Peter says, you know, you are the Messiah, you know, you're the son of God. And Jesus says, up on this rock, I should build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is the very mount that Jesus was on. So we look at the scripture and it says, or we look at um, 1 Enoch 6, it says, and it came to pass in those days that the children of men multiplied beautiful and fair daughters and were born unto them. I'm gonna stop then, I'm gonna continue to read. So we have to know that the book First Enoch was um, very popular literature and second typical Judaism. So um, those people during that time were accustomed to reading this and the audience when when the apostles and Jesus are writing and they're speaking, they know people know the context of what they're talking about. So it gives you a backdrop of, of what's going on. It says, the angels and the sons of heaven saw and lusted after them and said to one and another, come let us choose wives among the children of men and begot children and their leader, Samiza said to them, I am afraid that you will not truly agree to do this deed 
and I alone will have to pay the penalty of this great sin. And they all answered him saying, we shall all swear to bind ourselves by a mutual oath, not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. So all together they bound themselves by an oath and there were 200 total that descended in the days of Jared upon Ardis, the summit of Mount Harmon. They called it Mount Hermon. And because they have sworn and bound themselves by oath upon it, these are the names of their leader, Samiza, their leader, Acrabel, Ramel, Echabel, Tamil, Rumamel, Danel, Ezekiel, Barkel, Ezel, Amaros, Batrel, Ananel, Zevabi, Sensipil, Saturel, Turil, Yamiel, Sarel. These leaders led the rest of the 200 angels. So here we see the formation of these 200 watchers would come, came down, descended down, and they began to take human wives and they begin to teach them things, but they begin to have children. When we look at First Enoch 7, it says, And each of the 200 chose a wife for himself, and they began to go in unto them. So when, when they begin, when it says they begin to go unto them, they begin to have sexual relationships with these women and to mate with them. And they taught them sorcery, enchantments, cutting of roots, and made them acquainted with plants. These women became pregnant and gave birth to great giants whose height reached up to 3,000 L's. These giants consumed all the food, and when the men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind, and they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and to drink blood and then the earth laid acquisition against the lawless ones. So we touched upon a little bit on this, talking about connecting the Nephilim with the vampires podcast that we've done. But here we see that not only they began to take these fallen angels or these watchers began to mate and take women on as their wives, they begin to teach them the occult arts um, with sorcery and enchantments and cutting in roots, pharmacia in regards to things of uh, using roots and all and drug use. So they began to impact mankind. Um, chapter eight goes on and it begins to tell you how they begin to teach mankind forbidden teachings or esoteric things that brought forth into the earth to cause mankind to become the even make a greater proliferation of destruction on mankind is just other things that they taught. So Azel taught men, this is um, first Enoch chapter eight, it states, Azel taught men to make swords, knives, shields, and armor from the metals of the earth. So they begin to teach mankind 
the art of warfare. So making things to kill and make it more um, effective of killing and destroying people. He taught women how to see behind them, how to make bracelets and ornaments and other kinds of jewelry using precious stones and beautifying of their eyes with makeup of various colors. So Exel not only taught mankind of weapons of destruction, he taught women the art of seduction and how to, to entice and have men even lust more after them. I'm not saying that makeup and all this stuff is a sin, but in the context, when you're using it as a method of seduction, this is what was taking place. Verse two, it says, this led them astray into fornication and ungodliness that became corrupt in all their ways. Samaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. So the, this is where the method of, of the occult or paganism began to take place during the days of Noah. Um, Amaral's taught how to resolve enchantments. Barkerel taught astrology. Cocobel taught um, constellations and signs. Tamil taught the knowledge of clouds. Um, Azardel taught the courses of the moon. As mankind began to perish, they cried out to heaven. So we see that they begin to teach mankind these destructive practices begin to take place. Um, they taught them this, this hidden knowledge and it began to have an impact in society where Genesis chapter six, um, verse five says that men became even more, it made men even more wicked because they had this knowledge and their thoughts were continually evil. But also too, we see that these watchers began to have sexual relationships with these women and they begin to produce kids. Now, if we look at Katy Perry's song, E.T., just some of the lyrics, I wanna just um, dive in and just, um, just kind of expound in regards to her lyrics. You can tell when she wrote this song that she's definitely channeling a spirit. It's, it's, it's definitely something that's demonic coming from another realm and it's telling you, confirming what was taking place in the days of Noah. She's, she's talking about this in song. And when we look over to the book of Revelation, when it talks about that, when these spirits are definitely unleashed, when Satan and a third of his evil angels are kicked out of the heavenlies and they no longer have access into the heavens and they are kicked out of that dimension and they're able, they're coming down to earth where now they're able to be seen. It'll look like giving an appearance of an alien um, invasion, but also too, you would have those watchers and those demons that were in prison released from the abyss. But here's Katy Perry's song, 
um, some of the lyrics um, from her song, E.T. She says, you're so hypnotizing. Could you be the devil? Could you be an angel? Your touch is magnetizing. Feels like I'm floating. Leaves my body glowing. They say, be afraid. You're not like the others. Futuristic lover. Different DNA. They don't understand you. So a couple of key points that she makes that could you be a devil? Could you be an angel? Now, when these fallen angels fell, they became devils. And even Lucifer or, or Satan is a devil, but um, his fallen angels are devils. And then you have um, underneath them a hierarchy. You have demons, which are spirits of the giants, which we'll, we'll get a little bit into. So this connects to what the book of Enoch is talking about, how these watchers are having sexual relationships with these human women, and they begin to have these hybrid kids, which are demonoids. That's what they end up producing, which was an abomination in the eyesight of God. So when we move on, we want to look at how in the world we look at Enoch 15, how these spirits, the Nephilim, became demons. So when we look at this, it says, Enoch 15, and it says, he said, fear not, Enoch, righteous man, scribe of the righteous, go say to the watchers of heaven who have sent you to intercede for them, you should intercede for men and not men for you. Why should you left the eternal heaven and lain with women and defiled yourself with the daughters of men by taking them as wives like the children of earth do and begotten giants as your sons although or through you were holy spiritual living and eternal life you have defiled yourselves with the blood of women and have begotten children with the blood of flesh and have lusted after flesh and blood as children of men do and who die and perish this is why i gave them wives and that they might beget children by them do that nothing might be warning to them, but you are formerly spiritual and mortal for all the generations of the world, which is why I did not appoint wise for you, for spiritual beings have heaven as their dwelling. My judgment for the giants that since they were born from flesh, they will be called evil spirits and will remain on the earth because they were created from above, from the holy watchers at death. Their spirits will come forth and from their bodies and dwell on earth, and they will be called evil spirits. The heavenly spirits will dwell in heaven, but in the terrestrial spirits who were born on the earth will dwell on the earth. 
the evil spirits of the giants will be um, like the clouds. They will afflict and corrupt and tempt and battle and work destruction on the earth and do evil. They will not eat nor drink, but be invisible. They will rise up against the children of men, against the women, because they have proceeded from them. So this is showing how the byproduct of this illicit relationship that these fallen angels had with human women, they end up producing these giants. Once these giants were destroyed, their physical body was destroyed. They became their spirits. They became evil spirits. They became um, ones who were demons where they tempt men and they corrupt and they work destruction up on the earth. So when we move forward, the judgment of these angels, we're going to go over to Enoch 10, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 14. And it says, in those days, they will be led off to the fiery abyss, to the torment and prison in which they will be confined forever. And whosoever was condemned, destroyed, will be thenceforth be bound together with them to the end of the generations. So we go over to First Enoch chapter... 18, and we're going to look at verses 11 through 14, and it says, And I saw a deep abyss with the columns of the heavenly fire. Among them I saw columns of fire fall, which were beyond measure alike towards the height and towards the depth. Beyond that abyss I saw a place which had no ferment, of the heaven above and no firmly founded earth beneath it. And there was no water up on it and no birds, but it was a waste and horrible place. And continue to read on verse 13. And I saw there seven stars like a great burning mountains and like the spirits that petitioned me when I inquired regarding them, the angel said, this is the place is the end of heaven and earth. This has become a prison for the stars and the host of heaven. So we're going to stop right there. So we see how that these fallen angels are put into the abyss, but also too, we know that a part of those giants, these evil spirits, those demon spirits, um, when Noah pleaded with the Lord, after the flood because these demon spirits were um and they were afflicting mankind that he put some of them away in the abyss we can also see this um when jesus in his ministry when he comes across the man that said he had the legion of um spirits um he says what is your name he says legions and they begin to they first say, have you come before the time? And they didn't want to go to the abyss. So that's what that's referring to. So when we go to Jubilees, 
going to go to Jubilees. Ten. Before I go to Jubilees, Tim, I read Jubilees five, and it's talking about the again, it's going back to the crime that these watchers committed, which Jew six or Jew talks about. Um, the um, Book of Jew talks about these fallen angels going at the strange flesh. It says in Jubilees five and six, it says against his angels when he had sent. To the earth, he was very angry. He commanded that they be uprooted from all their dominion, and he told us to bind them in the depths of the earth. And behold, they are bound in the midst of them, isolated, and they so they're isolated. These spirits are isolated. So when we go over to Jubilees 10 and this is talking about how these evil spirits are confined. And this is Noah pleading to the Lord. And it says, God of the spirits of all flesh who has shown mercy unto me and has saved me and my sons from the waters of the flood and has not caused me to perish as though did the sons of perdition for thy grace have been great towards me and great have been thy mercy in my soul. Let thy grace be lift up upon my sons and let not the wicked spirits rule over them, lest they should destroy them from the earth. But do thou bless me and my sons that we may increase and multiply as the fathers of the, the spirits acted in the day and as for these spirits which are living, imprison them, and not to bring destruction on the sons of thy servant, my God, for these are malignant and created order to destroy. And let them not rule over the spirits of the living, and thou hast canst the sons of the righteous henceforth and forever. And the Lord God bade and said, Lord Creator, let some of them remain before me. And this is this is talking about Satan, uh, our, our Mesotema, which is a name for Satan. And I shall not be able to execute power of my will, the sons of men, for the great is the wickedness of the sons of men. And he said, let the tenth part of them remain. So he said, let a tenth part, let a tenth part remain. And he put a ninth part of them away in the abyss. So when we see over in the book of Revelation, when it says that when some says Apollyon or Abaddon comes and opens up the key and opens up the abyss and you see all these demonic beings that are re released. This will look like when the combination of Satan and his angels are thrown out or cast out of heaven and they fall down to the earth, it's going to give the very appearance of a alien invasion or are aliens coming to visit um, 
the earth and it's going to look like, hey, we're your long lost space brothers. We were there at the beginning of your civilization. We helped you, we're help you, we're coming to help you to evolve even faster, um, to evolve like us, to become like gods. And then also too, you will see these demonic spirits coming up out of the earth, which will give you the appearance. So we touched up on a lot of things. We touched up on how the Nephilim end up becoming demon spirits. Even in pop culture, not just Katy Perry and her song, um, just food for thought that's come to mind. Um, even some of the uh, Marvel uh, movies, when we look at Guardians of the Galaxy, where um, Quill is quote unquote, uh, you want to say a Nephilim because his father ego had came down to the earth, which he was a God and had sexual relationships with his mother and Quill is a byproduct of that relationship. So he is quote unquote, half God or half angelic. Um, so half celestial, half um, terrestrial. So Hollywood and the entertainment industry and other things and all, they're prepping mankind for this deception. But we see the root origins of this by studying the book of, Rev um, not the book of, Rev part of the book of Revelation we'll get into that looking like an alien invasion, but we can see Genesis 6 and the book of Enoch gives us the foundation and the formulation of this alien deception and how it can very well be used as one of Satan's end games to deceive mankind. So God bless. This is the end time show far. <laughs>